Hello, everybody. We're doing something a little different with these next couple episodes of No Driving Gloves. We've interviewed Sterling from 3D Car Printing, and the interviews went a little bit long. There's really a heavy video portion. So episode 140 of No Driving Gloves will be the audio interview with Sterling. Episode 141 is going to be the walk-around video uh, with Sterling. We highly recommend you check out our Patreon page, No Driving Gloves, and you can see the video, the audio quality, because he's moving around and at the fringes of his network. Are, it's pretty bad in that episode. And then episode 142 will be a replay of Sean's interview with Sterling from 2019 when he was doing his own radio show, Zero to Sixty. And you can see where the car was a year ago and what Sean got out of him then and reflect on episode 140, what we got out of him now has the cars greatly progressed in the year since. We do thank you for your time today, and we hope you enjoy this three-episode arc covering Sterling from 3D Car Printing. Thank you. What's up, y'all? It's Yoda. I have got a very special guest tonight. Uh, he just agreed to pop on the show with me to pop on and, and do a podcast episode. I'm going to go ahead and stream this thing live on Facebook while I've got Sterling. He is actually driving right now, which is a way we can tie you into what you're actually doing right now, Sterling. Uh, if anybody has seen, and I know you probably have if you're following along with Zero to 60, because we shared some of the stuff that Sterling and his son, and I'm assuming as dangerous as assuming is, I'm assuming that you may have a couple more folks working on this project with you. If you have not checked out 3D car printing on Facebook yet, go check them out. There's a link in this live, live stream right now. Uh, go check them out. They are actually 3D printing a lookalike hypercar. And I'm going to let Sterling basically introduce himself, give us a little background, tell us who else is working on the project. Um, you know, I, I want to know, like, I know it came to be because you guys love the Lamborghini Aventador, and I believe you were playing a video game, and your son was just kind of like, hey, can we build one of those? Is, is that how correct. it happened? That's, so it came That's together exactly that way. exactly how it happened. That's crazy. Yeah. How so old is your, how I, old is I've your always son? been a, I've always, he's 11. Okay. Okay. And I've always been a big fan of supercars. Uh, just could never see, uh, uh, being able to make enough money to buy one. Well, I mean, they are out of the reach of the normal human being. That's for dang, that's for dang sure. I mean, it's that Aventador is, is what is it? The Aventador now a half million dollar car almost. Yeah, it's it's in that range. I mean, it depends on the options you get, right? Right. And there's... Oh, did I lose you? So that's that's you know somewhere around six hundred, I think. It, which is still it's it's yeah that that puts it up there in rare rarefied air for sure. And so you you guys were sitting there playing Forza, and that's right. Your son turns to you and says, "Can we build one of these?" And then you yes, say sir. yes. And did you have did you have a, a game plan already in your head, or, or do you have a background in this? What what do you do for a living? Have you been involved in three D printing? How, I mean, seriously, I just want to know how it materialized because most people would be like, "No, we can't build that." But you're like, "Yeah, let's do it." 
Well, I'm uh, by uh, uh, training, I'm a laser physicist. So okay. I actually run a research and development group at a small company uh, building large laser systems for science uh, that is usually sold to universities and national labs. And we also sell some to the military. Okay. So that's kind of my background. And the first thing you would ask is, what the hell has that got to do with cars? Um, well, the, the way it has to do with cars is the fact that uh, I'm a gearhead. So been a gearhead ever since I was a kid. Um, always worked on cars as a kid. Our previous project was a 69 Mustang, actually. Cool. And uh, we kind of sold that to start this uh, project. And to answer the next question you posed, which is, you know, what was our game plan? Well, I really didn't have a game plan other than the fact that I wanted to start from scratch. I didn't want to put it on, I didn't want to do a replica, you know, where we throw it on a Fiero chassis or something like that. I mean, that has its place, but I think we really wanted to kind of show all of what goes into building uh, something of this nature. And then very quickly it turned into a STEM or a STEAM project uh, to show kids how cool science and technology and engineering and the trades and all of that uh, is uh, so that they would, you know, maybe select that for their career. That's um, awesome. I mean, STEM programs are, are absolutely amazing and I've been involved in a couple of them in, in the automotive space over the years. And it's, that's good stuff, man. So that's, it's cool to hear that you're, you're, you're building this thing with your son and, and you're tying it into the education side of things as well. That's very cool to hear. That's right. And really the 3d printing uh, side was not originally thought of. We figured we were going to do it with, uh, you know, kind of standard coach building uh, methodologies uh, involved and then just put a lot of technology in the car. And, you know, I, tinkered around with 3d printing about seven years ago and you know, it was kind of interesting you could make little figurines and you know maybe some rc car parts and stuff like that right it was what i would call cute you know um and then you know as i was looking around for ways to construct the body um that's when i saw how 3d printing had really uh, taken off and that you could buy these desktop printers from Amazon. And so we figured, Oh, okay. So we could 3d print this. But the problem is, is that the materials that you can use on a desktop 3d printer are not that robust. Right. Right. They're kind of, they're kind of, you know, like the polylactic acid is got a, glass temperature of around, you know, 50 to 55 centigrade, which if you leave it out in the sun, you're going to have a big pile of goo at the end of the day. That's not what you want your Aventador to end up being in any way, shape. Or exactly. So then I thought, well, we have to do something about that. We have to, you know, either cover it or encase it. And that's when the idea of encasing it in carbon fiber came about. So I went to YouTube university and watch some people who were doing carbon fiber skinning and also people who were doing molds, right? They were pulling uh, parts out of molds uh, that were made with, you know, a fiberglass mold and stuff like that. And I figured, Hey, let's, why don't we just try encasing the parts so we don't have to make molds and uh, see if that works. 
And so that's where we started. We encased a few parts and then we chucked them outside in the beautiful Colorado sun, which is uh, much more intense than uh, uh, most places because we live at 6,000 feet. And uh, we left it out there for a little over a year and didn't see any distortion or warping. Um, and it also turns out that PLA can be annealed or tempered um, when it's exposed to heat for long periods of time. It actually, the, the material crystallizes and gives you a little bit better uh, thermal uh, capability. And then the other added benefit is, yeah, and the other added benefit is that it gives you sound deadening uh, inside of the material. So um, all of that seems to be working pretty well. But so at the end of the day, we're going to go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're, you're printing the panel and then wrapping the panel and then leaving it outside to cure instead of putting it in an autoclave. <laughs> no. No. Okay. So let me, let, let, me, let me clarify. <laughs> what we do, uh, and we have a YouTube channel. It's, if you search Laser Sterling, you can find that. And we kind of put the process down there. Um, to kind of show people how we did it. And what it is, is we take the 3D prints. We can only print maybe a one-foot by one-foot panel at a time. That was, that was my next question. <laughs> how big So, yeah, that? so exactly, because the, the printers are maybe 300 by 300 by 400 millimeters. So you get about a foot cube volume that you can print in. And uh, so we print them out in sections, and then we glue them together. Uh, my daughter is very good at helping me glue things together. She really likes that part of the process. And then we do some body work on it to smooth it out a bit because that process is not perfect. And then we end up with a plastic panel. We cover it in three layers of carbon fiber, front and back. We use uh, just a standard adhesive uh, to kind of tack it down. And then once that's done, we put it into a vacuum bag. Okay. Pull a vacuum on it. That crushes all of the layers together. And then we feed in uh, 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 some epoxy. The epoxy flows through the material, saturates it, and then comes out the other end in the vacuum. And uh, then we let it cure. Once it's cured, we pull the bag and all of the... Uh, uh, material off of it the mold release all of that kind of stuff and then we have a part okay so you're and then once you go from that part because I'm, I'm looking at a picture of the car right now and i'm actually getting ready to to post mm -hmm. this picture it's it's the picture that's at the top of your page um sort of right. rear three-quarter view left side um yeah once you get that part the bonding process of that part to the other parts, because I mean, it, it looks like right now, it looks like a very cohesive structure. It looks like the panels, I mean, from the picture anyway, the panels look like they were molded large scale, you know, the full scale, basically. It doesn't yeah. look like they were pieced together at all. So how are you, what's the bonding process of each panel to each panel? So each panel to each panel, we use an epoxy called MMA. Um, and that epoxy you can get off of Amazon. Um, a lot of people in this industry will use cyanoacrylate, which is a, a super glue, basically. It just doesn't have enough uh, bonding capability in our case 
um, to hold the whole panel together. Um, but once you put the carbon fiber encapsulation on it, um, all of the structural uh, uh, rigidity that is supplied by the plastic panel is no longer needed. Okay. Because the carbon fiber and the epoxy uh, is incredibly strong. Right. That that makes sense. It just uh, the process is like I, I've followed along, and I'm sure with what you're doing that you've seen uh, the, what Local Motors has done with 3D printing and and cars. I at least I if you haven't seen what Local Motors has done, check them out. Um, yeah, no, it, I, I I've seen a lot of what people are doing with. 3D printing and, and uh, cars, and it's just, it's absolutely amazing. And a lot of that is is part of our inspiration. Cool, cool. As basically, I was bringing them up just because they, they're they building basically the entire uh, monocoque. They're, they're building like the whole chassis. They're using almost like this, it's an industrial, almost like a, a, a structure, it's a home structure, architectural printer. Well, you've seen those ones yep. that, that literally will just lay giant beads and create walls and build that structure up. They're yep. using that, but they're using all kinds of different exotic substrates, basically, to, to create the, the monocoque. And it's it's amazing to watch that stuff come together. And I was just trying to wrap my brain around how you're building these small pieces and then bonding them, but it makes sense you're carbon wrapping them and that, that actually gives it the structure and my brain, I know this is not the case, but my brain immediately goes to, okay, so you wrap it in carbon that creates the big piece. And then the 3d printed mold basically, or the 3d printed guide that's wrapped in carbon then sits out in the sun and melts. And <laughs> so, and then that lowers your center of gravity because that runs down in the carbon and, but that's <laughs> my brain doing weird things. Um, <clears throat> now it's just an amazing process, man. It's what, what is the car comprised of as far as the chassis and the running gear? And I, I purposely, normally I will go in and I'll do a lot of research before I do an interview like right. this. I purposely yep. do because I want the story from you. I don't want to sit here and tell the story. Um, so what is the, the chassis comprised of? What, like, what kind of suspension do you have under it? Uh, running gear, engine, drive line. Are there performance goals? What are you going to do with it once you get it truly up and running? Um, I, all of that is stuff that I want to know, and I know folks following along with Zero to 60 really would like to hear because it's cool, man. It's just a, it's a cool deal. Sure. Well, let's, let's address your, your last comment, which is the fact that uh, the plastic melts and falls to the bottom of the, of the uh, you know, carbon fiber form. It's actually not what's happening or what we're seeing. What we're seeing is is that we're getting uh, an annealing process, and also we're getting a bonding to the actual plastic, so it retains its structure inside of the part. Okay. So, of course, that's a surprise. Um, I thought the same thing as you did. Oh, really? That, okay. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, sure. That, that it, no, no, <clears throat> we didn't know. You know, we're we're <laughs> we're kind of winging this whole build, right? Right. And. Um, so that's not happening. Now, do we get deformation in the parts? Yes. The biggest problem is, is that if the epoxy actually gets to pool somewhere, that mass of epoxy generates a lot of heat and will melt the part. Okay. And then since you have it in a vacuum uh, bag, the atmospheric pressure will crush the part. And that's happened 
more times than I'd like to admit, but we have ways of repairing those distortions. Um, you can you can use fiberglass reinforced body filler. We're actually using carbon fiber and epoxy in somewhat of a slurry, so that it's a little stronger than body filler. It's all made in the same material, so we're not going to get a lot of uh, mismatched material properties where one expands at one rate and another expands at another rate, and it all falls apart. That makes sense. that makes sense. Yep. Okay. So let's get on to the chassis. the 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 chassis is custom built, uh, custom designed. So we knew what the wheelbase needed to be. We knew what the track width we wanted was. Uh, so we basically just built a dual rail uh, chassis at a two by four, 120 wall steel. And then we did the rear cage in two by three steel. And then the front uh, for the front suspension was done in two by four steel. Okay. So, so it's all boxed and how faithful that's is That's right. Boxed. It's boxed. It's triangulated. Um, the, the, the corners are gusseted, uh, other places are going to be fish plated, uh, just to make sure that we have a nice strong chassis. Now, currently it has, it's, it's kind of tack welded. It's, it's permanently welded in the, you know, I'm a physicist, so I understand statics and therefore I know where the critical points are that I needed to finish weld right away. And then I left the rest just kind of tack welded. That's why I get a lot of crap for uh, people who see my welds and go, oh, you suck. You're going to die, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's not the case. I can actually weld. So um, so I, I just try to, you know, show people, look, don't worry about it. Okay. It's my life. It's going to be fine. I know what I'm doing. There's a difference so between with a that aside, and a finish weld too. So it's. There is. And, yeah. and, and if you can't tell the difference. I'm not sure you're a welder in the first place. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have a MIG welder and I have a TIG welder. I know how to use them both. I can do steel and aluminum. So at any rate, the um, what we wanted for the engine was something that was cheap. I mean, we're really on a budget here. Uh, we don't want to spend any more than $20,000. And so we went LS. with an LS1 from yeah, a core... Corvette. Yeah. You, you we have to. a, we have a, go ahead. Uh, you had to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Ford guy. So, but still, you know, the LS is just huge aftermarket reliable. Uh, and, and the other big reason is, is that now I have to do a transaxle. Right. So, and if you're doing a transaxle, you usually have to pull it from another car. In this case, it's a Porsche 911, um, and you have how, to invert it. How far back did you go for the transaxle? Uh, I went to about 2001. Okay. And then I have a 2003 LS1. Okay. Now, there, there's. I'm not saying that this thing's going to ha handle the horsepower of this engine. Ultimately, it's going to need to be built, but you know, as a first step, it's, it's, it's a good choice. Um, and I mean, it was one that's not a crazy powerful motor, right? I mean, it's in the cars. No, what's the, what's the car going to weigh out of curiosity? Uh, 
our target is between 2,700 and 3,000 pounds. Okay, so it's it's not hyper light, but it's not crazy heavy either. Exactly. Yeah, it's about. I mean, it's, that's about, it's, it's coming in. It's coming in about a thousand pounds lighter than a uh, than a regular Aventador. Okay. Well, I mean, the stock LS is going to make probably either right at or maybe even a little less horsepower than that transaxle is probably rated for anyway. And then the car is yeah, about I the think, same weight, so it, it shouldn't right. be really bad. Yeah, I you know I think we're going to probably rebuild the internals down the road for the LS, and then we're probably going to rebuild uh, the transaxle uh, with uh, uh, better components. Um, you know, I've, I've checked guy, into what the case. Voodoo, put a voodoo motor in it anyway if you're a Ford guy. So <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like is a is a uh, an LSX, but um, that's a kind of a pricey motor. It's a pricey motor, um, and that's anti-Ford, as anti-Ford as you could get. I know, I know. <laughs> How could you not go Voodoo? Hey, that, 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 I am that just a, I am a car guy. So I'm just cool. a car guy. So am I. So, so am I. And then the other thing is, is that um, the, the company Kennedy Engineering builds a uh, mating kit for the inverted six-speed transaxle. Yeah. Um, yes, so I've seen that, that part was stuff. done. <laughs> Oh, and it's a, it's a beautiful kit. It's it it goes in like butter. It's just absolutely uh, amazing piece of engineering. Um, and then we have twin snails on it. Oh dear God! Okay, you didn't. Okay, I didn't yeah. let you get there. <laughs> okay, yeah. never mind. So yeah, we, rebuild the transaxle immediately. Yeah, yeah. We we threw on a couple of hair dryers, so you know I'll keep my foot out of it for the uh, immediate uh, future. How but, big are um, they? Are they tiny just so they spool and give you a little boost? Or did you go like they're 68 millimeter? Okay. No, they're 68. Yeah, they're, they're, they're small. Power. Yeah, we'll probably limit it to about 15 to 20 pounds of boost. Oh, it's um, and I pro- And I do have a wet meth system that I can use for the engine. Um, but yeah, again, the transaxle, that's going to be the big question mark, right? If so another we'll human being could be a spirit it. animal, you might be it. You, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is cool, man. This is it's getting be- the more you talk, the better it gets. <laughs> but it's yeah. yeah. I it's mean, cool. the car is a real Frankenstein too, because you know the the radiators are actually from a Honda Civic. Uh, the fans are from a 911. The steering columns from an Audi, and s- same with the steering wheel. I mean. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, we we we've sourced a lot of parts from the junkyard. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you, but why not bring that stuff back if if you can make yeah. it work and put it in something that that you're gonna like? I mean, that's who cares? Just build it. Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's it just sounds like such a cool project. And you had you you've already fired the thing up, from what I understood. I, I did see that. Not yet. Not oh, no, I, th- I thought you said you were going to fire it up to take it to that. We, yeah, I, we didn't make it. Uh, um, I ran into a computer glitch with the ECU um, the day. So we wanted to fire it up on Saturday. The We ran into a problem with the ECU where I couldn't communicate with it. So I couldn't set the uh, uh, firing order. And I'm not going to fire it up without that in there. Right. Um. And then we had to go to a local uh, 
we were invited to go to a local car show. It's an annual, it's called the rock and roll car show uh, here in Denver. It's at Bandamere Speedway and it's, you know, 20,000 people and they did like 170 car burnout and, you know, it's just, just a big, huge venue. And uh, so we decided to just pull the plug on starting it and, and concentrated on getting it down to the show. Right. So I think, I think the next step that we're going to do is um, I'm just going to take all the panels off the car and uh, we're going to get everything hooked up and running and then we'll put all the panels back on the car and then hopefully drive it around. Well, I can't wait to see you drive it around. Um, I, I'm <laughs> guessing when you, when you start driving it around, it's going to be on as, as little boost as you could possibly put to it at first to just to, to shake it down a little bit. I'm guessing. Um, if I any, I mean, if any, if any, okay. <laughs> I was, I was gonna, I could be totally wrong. And you'd be like, Nope, full send. I was like, okay, cool. I respect no, that. Yeah. That's a good way to blow stuff straight out. The, it, yeah. You totally know, to bark is. your I guts mean, all over the street. There are, there are two mindsets, man. It's either we're going to step it up gradually and be very nice to it or <laughs> screw it. <laughs> it's like hammer. This yeah. Thing. Well, I'm over 50 years old, so I'm past the, the screw it and do it. So, um, <laughs> I'm more I'm more cautious these days now that I'm older. I kind of get that. I just turned uh, 49 a couple <laughs> weeks ago, so I'm 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 behind you, but not very far behind you. No, you're in my neighborhood. I'm I'm right. Yeah, we're we're hanging out together. <laughs> um, do you have any performance targets for the car? Do you have any like aspirations to potentially autocross it or track it or anything like that, or is it literally something where you're just like this is my 3d printed Aventador looking like rat rod. And we're just going to take it out to shows and enjoy it. Like it's a hot rod. We're going to polish her up. We're going to, we're going to make her look pretty. So okay. we're going to paint her. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to paint her Arctic white. Um, and uh, leather interior. Um, all of those types of finishes. Uh, she's going to have uh, AC. Um, we made the cabin nicely comfortable. Um, Cause you know, I'm, like I said, I'm getting old and I don't want to have to roll in and out of the car. Um, and, uh, you know, power steering, power brakes, the whole nine yards. Cool. Um, we're going to, we're going to do the interior as, uh, mainly kind of a glass interior so that, you know, we're not going to have buttons. We're going to have virtual switches and things of that nature. Touchscreens. Um, yeah. The touch screens. That's that's correct. Yeah. So just, we're going to try to keep it nice like and clean. stuff and, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So cool. we've got it set up that the dash itself is a Dakota digital dash custom made for us. Um, you know, it's got a ridiculous speedo on it that goes up to 400 kilometers an hour. Um, I just, I just thought that would be hilarious. So uh, we did that. That works on a uh, race pack can bus. Okay. And then we have a Holly Dominator as the ECU, which works on their, their CAN bus. So I've separated out the two CAN buses, and then we'll be able to communicate uh, and output uh, any of the uh, digital stuff that we want to do. Cool. I have a really good friend who's uh, a Holly EFI genius. If you, if you have any questions, man, hit me up, and I'll uh... – Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure I will. I mean, I used, I used this on the 69 Mustang. But I let the ECU do most of the work. Right. 
It's this this guy. I can put you in touch with him. He 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 has forgotten more about Holly EFI stuff than than I will ever 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 know. And I don't I don't know much. I don't I pretend would... to know much. I drive the car. I am driver monkey. <laughs> that's that's my function in this whole thing. But yeah, it's um, if you need any help with that, man, just reach out. Let us know. We, I, I'm I'm sure Kent would be more than happy to to chime in. Um, yeah, I would. I yeah. Please please drop me his uh, contact information. Sure, sure. I can do that. I can definitely do that. So you're you're driving home right now. I got you on a on a drive. What's what's the man that is 3D printing an Aventador lookalike, what's your daily? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> is it that bad? It's a Chevy Volt. That's not bad at all. That's You know, it's got it's got 300 foot-pounds of, you know, zero RPM torque. So yeah, if you could ungovern that car, it'd be an absolute beast. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get up to about 60 and she conks out, you know, because that's just electric motors for right. you. Right. But, but off the line, she's, she's an absolute beast. No, man. It's, I, I get a lot. Nothing wrong with that car. That's actually a cool Yeah, I get, a lot of, I get a lot of Subies wanting to, wanting to beat me down off the line, and, and uh, they're a little surprised when the car just leaves them. You might as – well – Race as many of them as you possibly can, and the odds are that eventually one will explode running right beside you. <laughs> it will literally just all of the uh, the ringlands will just go at the same time, and it's yeah, it's spectacular when that happens to a Subaru. I love Subarus. I give them I give them crap, but I love them, and I'd love to own one actually. I'd, the Boxer motor sounds fantastic, but I digress. Um, Thank you so much, Sterling, for taking the time to jump on with us, man. I, I just not at all. I I'm happy to do it. I was like, this is the coolest thing, um, and it it really does. I think not necessarily open the door because the door has been opened for 3D printing to have a huge impact on whatever aspect of vehicular hobbies that that you love. But uh, seeing someone take on a project of that scale utilizing 3d printing at home um i'm i don't know whether anyone else has done that have you have you seen anyone else going down that path because i have it and i yeah there was i i posted on our page somebody who was doing a db4 okay um i don't know if they finished the project but all they were uh able to show was that yes they could 3d print and glue together a panel and you know that's so so it's been you know it's it's we're not we're not saying we're the first but what we i think what we've done that is unique is the carbon fiber encapsulation of the 3d printed parts right so that i have not seen um and you know that's what really about this project is an experiment um that that, that actually turned out with good results that's awesome and so I, anything that pushes technology forward and, and basically it's, it's, you're, you're putting some exotic materials closer to the reach of the hobbyist. And that's, yeah, that's a cool thing, man. That's, that's really a cool thing. And I, well, you, you can see the power of this, right? So say you're, you're a, a better artist than I am. Cause all I did was modify the panels ever so slightly 
and you want to do something on the order of what Kaisal Salim does, right? He does just amazing uh, artwork. The B is for build guys are using his uh, uh, renderings for their build. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just amazing the talent there and, and, and being able to use 3d printing to bring that to life. Yeah. I mean, that's, Oh, absolutely. That's I, so totally cool. We shared a, I wish uh, you'd do a rendering for us. I, I, <laughs> I've talked to a, a gentleman named rain Prisk. I don't know if you've seen rain's work or not, but his Photoshop stuff is just, it's, it's next level. He takes, he basically shooting breaks everything. Like if, if it's a cool looking car and it's not available in estate form or shooting break form, rain adds it. And he's got Aventador shooting breaks and Bugatti shooting breaks and Viper shooting breaks and uh, McLaren shooting breaks. And, and, and he's got some of these things like he's got Bugatti Sharon uh, four wheel drives and just like pre runners. And, but they look real. Like they, and every time I see something new from Rain, I'm like, oh, my God, if we could just figure out a way to bring these body kits to life. Because it, it's stunning stuff. And This is the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we shared a thing. Uh, we shared a picture on the page. It's been several weeks ago now, and it went absolutely bonkers. It was a super beetle. Someone had taken yep. a, 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 the, the canopy, basically, the top of a Super Beetle and the doors and replaced the fenders with LMP1-style fenders. And it had an LMP1-style splitter in the front, LMP1 fenders in the rear, a uh, big LMP1 wing on the back of it. It was epic. I mean, uh, epic in the truest sense of the word. And ever since I've seen your project, after seeing this beetle, I'm like, I need to talk to Sterling and see if we can print some beetle fenders. <laughs> I, but it seems like it's it's potentially doable. One, one question that I definitely want to ask now that I've talked about the beetle a little bit and the potential application of being able to print whatever you want to print, curved panels. Do you see any issues with like, because these are very highly sculpted beetle-esque yet widened and lmp style fenders for this thing could you do complex compound curves have you seen the aventador well it's mostly <laughs> it's <white> stuff it's <laughs> well if you look at the if you look at the rear quarters those are two inches on each side wider than the regular aventador and okay. they have a very heavy curve okay. to them um yeah it's it's, okay uh, i'm looking at it right now yeah there's there's a slight bow in there i for whatever reason this is where this stuff this stuff shines okay so yeah i would say no problem that all right let's talk (laughs) after we get done talking here let's talk some more um you bet because i will build a super beetle lmp so fast and i will put that subaru subaru motor in the back of it that would be just the best thing ever. Um, there you go. Sterling, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, man. And uh, please of course. reach out. Uh, I'll, I'll send you some contact info. And uh, if you please need to with that EFI, uh, we'll, I'll definitely get you in touch with someone who I know knows what the hell, what the hell they're doing. Um, best of luck with finishing this thing. Can't wait to see it fired up and running. We'll definitely – uh, share with our limited corner of the, the, the web averse, I guess, 
what you guys are, are up to and when it fires up and you roll it down the road, I'm sure you'll have video that we'll share on our page, man. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you, you bet. No problem. I, I, I love being here and I love talking about it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to say good night. Uh, Sterling, you hang out for just a second. I'm going to stop the Facebook live. Uh, thanks for tuning in y'all much appreciated. If you have any questions for Sterling after the program, if you watch this, please pop them up in the comment section and I'll fire them over to him and we'll see whether we can't get a little dialogue going after the fact. Uh, Sterling, hang out for just a second. Stopping Facebook live now. Y'all have a great evening. Thanks for following us on zero to 60. We appreciate it y'all. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Facebook live is done. Cool.